All right, welcome to Old School Jank Huger. Ben Mangos with you guys. Old School brought to you by twostrongcoffee.com slash TYT. Organic, fair trade, progressive, yada, yada. Tastes good, yada. Okay, so uh, Ben, um, I want to talk about, uh, in the beginning, leaf blowers, smoke detectors, and masks, uh, and a spectrum of acceptability uh, among those three things. Okay, now blowers. Hang on, leaf blowers, smoke detectors, and and masks. Yeah, I'm against all three, uh, because I'm an American and I have freedom. Well, right there with you, brother. Uh, Hashtag freedom. Um, So, uh, so number one, um, we can all agree leaf blowers have the worst uh, risk to reward ratio or cost benefit analysis is more accurate. Um, So. The cost is peace of mind for every human being on the planet. Uh, uh, noise pollution beyond uh, acceptable or even bearable levels, uh, and the benefit is minuscule. Minuscule. Uh, you've moved. You've literally blown leaves from one place to another place. I mean, you just obviously it's just it's 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 perpetrated by the uh, powerful leaf blowing lobby. I mean, they just know you you blow the leaves once and you're going to have to hire another leaf blower. And they just these guys just keep getting uh, richer and richer. Yeah, it's obviously a big leaf. Everybody knows. <laughs> it's a big leaf. That's right. Yeah, I mean, they leaf. control huge portions of Washington. <laughs> uh, and um, they they considered big blow, but decided, nah, uh, which then if it's a leaf blower, they would have to also consider, well, you get it. Um, so... Anyways, uh, so we all know that it was a Josh. I, I always attribute this to Josh, uh, your brother, uh, that said that if he becomes president, he outlaws leaf blowers on the first day. And yeah, I, I think it was. It started with. I think it's motorcycles on the first day, but leaf blowers are gone in the first week. There's no question. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, by the way, I also want someone running for president to say, "I'm going to do that on the second day, and yeah. then the sixth day, right? And and yeah. you know, probably eleventh day." Right. Uh, because they always say, like, oh, I'm going to do everything on the first day. Dude, no, you're not. We all know you're not. Please stop saying it. It's really annoying. Um, no, note for the record, Joe Biden did not do the overwhelming majority of things he said he was going to do on the first day on his first day. OK, yeah. well, you know, that's that uh, was the uh, speech last night at the uh, Oscars. We're recording this the day after the Oscars by uh, Daniel uh, uh, Kaluuya. Right. That's how we're saying. That's why we say his name. I'm sorry. It's You know, it's weird. You. You get out of things and you don't say people's names ever because of COVID and the manner in which you deal with people. And then then I'm never sure. But uh, so yeah. anyway, he, he gave a he gave a, a, his speech after he, he won the best supporting actor Oscar. And he said, you know, and then look, do the job and keep doing the work. And he was, you know, praising Fred Williamson and and uh, uh and then Fred Hampton, excuse me, Fred Williamson. Uh, Fred Who Hampton. the hell's Fred Williamson? Oh, Fred like, Williamson. Why is he praising former, some former, accountant? Former defensive lineman, right? You know, an actor, oh. right? Fred Williamson. He was just good. Um, Fred, I was like, that's not right. Um, so he's praising Fred Hampton. And then he says, you know, we're going to keep doing the work and praising all these people we learned from. And then he's like, and then, you know, we're, we're going to get back to it to Tuesday. And I was like, Tuesday, <laughs> right? And he was like, because tonight, <laughs> we're gonna party, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Right. He was like, tomorrow, Monday. Nobody's getting anything done on Monday. Uh, and I was like, I, I appreciate that guy. He's thought this through. <laughs> nobody's doing. I'm not doing any good things tomorrow. I'm just recovering tomorrow. Tuesday, 
I'll do some good stuff. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, ironic because he it played a political figure in Fred Hampton. And uh, and so uh, he, he made all these promises of what he was going to do on his first day after the Oscars. And it turns out it was just recovering from his party. Okay. I'm just really disappointed in Daniel. Uh, (laughs) I didn't think he was going to start his administration this way. No, but you know, this I'm now side note on that. I thought I watched that speech and I thought it was an interesting cultural moment uh, because my whole life growing up, I was taught that the black Panthers were dangerous and violent and generally terrible. Okay. Yeah, and so now I, I watched uh, the movie uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, um, where that's that's the movie that he won the the best supporting actor uh, for. Uh, it's just a matter of how you classify it, by the way, and what they apply for. He was definitely the leading actor. Yeah, totally right. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, um, so and and already obviously i don't i don't think that now because i've had you know gotten educated on the real facts of the black panthers the movie makes it exceedingly clear but just the fact that he could give a speech at the oscars really praising the black panthers for all the things that they did and the social good that they did um was just a a little bit of a sea change um and um because i thought man I don't know how many years ago this speech would have been absolutely nuclear and completely unacceptable. I don't know if it was two years ago, five years ago, 11 years ago, but there, but for most of my life, if somebody came up at the Oscars and praised how awesome the black Panthers were heads would have exploded and there would, there would have been massive political ramifications to that. I thought, um, I, I thought exactly the same thing, Jack. I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't uh, spend as much time thinking it, but I thought uh, at the, that moment I was like, well, I guess we, this is it, man. It's 2021 and you can just praise, uh, Huey Newton, uh, and Stokely Carmichael in front of, uh, the biggest audience at a single event you're going to get short of the Super Bowl, Uh, and everybody's just, that's it. That's what's, it's, it's okay now. And that would have been radical. And I, I'm not sure it even made news, right? Uh, yeah. And 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 that of course is uh, uh, that is that's progress because it's it's the presumption that we've reached sort of some degree of herd immunity on like on the civil rights movement on the Black Panthers, right? Yes, that, that, yes. That that doesn't mean you know it didn't cause people to people. No publicist is thinking now we're never going to get Daniel. We can't we can't sign Daniel Kaluuya to our movie because he's pro Black Panther and that's outrageous and people won't see the movie. It's just right. That's it. We just they were they were poorly taught. Um, you know, I mean, not the Black Panthers. We were poorly taught. Americans were poorly taught about the Black Panthers. Um, and uh, are incompletely taught at a bare minimum. Uh, and now we kind of get it. Uh, and you, so he can go say that and it doesn't, it doesn't send chills through the spines of, uh, of white Americans who aren't in the Santorum family. Yeah. And so I'm going to get back to smoke detectors and mass in classic old school style. Um, but, um, but I want to stay on this because the same week, um, the last episode of Falcon and the winter soldiers came out on Disney plus, and so, uh, because I, I've got a 10 year old son, I, I'm following the Marvel comic universe religiously. Uh, and, and so by the way, it just, it's brilliant filmmaking, brilliant. Uh, and so before I thought it was just action movies and, and of course a lot of it is just action movies, 
but it's also very smart. Like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is okay on on smartness. WandaVision was brilliant. Uh, and uh, but it just tells this amazing, amazing story of all these great characters and the stories that they go through. But it, but the reason I bring it up in this context is that Falcon and the Winter Soldier really took on civil rights in a big way because Captain America becomes black, right? Um, he doesn't become black. He is black, and he's the new black Captain America. Uh, I, was, I didn't know what it was about. I mean, now I'm obviously not going to watch it, but uh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't know if jokes are permissible anymore. Anyways. Yeah, I don't, yeah. So, so, uh, Just for the record, I'm going to watch it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, um, anyways, so it, at the end of that, I'll spoil the beans here, as Joy would say. Uh, so, spoiler alert, uh, a little bit, right? Um, it doesn't tell you all the things that happened. I'm not going to tell you who won, who lost. If you can't tell that the good guys are going to win, it's got issues. But, uh, but it's, but of course, it's with the Marvel comic universe and, and good, sophisticated movies these days. It's much more complicated than the good guys winning and the bad guys losing. In fact, that's part of the point of what I'm about to tell you. Uh, at the end, uh, the new Captain America, which is Falcon, uh, uh, gives a speech about, hey, don't call the so-called bad guys that I just captured. Sorry, that was a spoiler alert part. Uh, that um, don't call them terrorists and don't call them thugs. And he gives a speech in front of, uh, you know, all these cameras because he just saved the day uh, to a, a senator. And he said, it's easy to call them those names, but... Think about the cause that they're fighting for. And is it a good cause or a wrong, bad cause? And it's easy to call people names. Uh, but you got to do the hard work of trying to address the thing that not only motivated them, but motivated so many people to follow them, right? And I thought, again, there's a thing that could not have been said on television. No. I don't know, two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. But definitely... 10 years ago, definitely. You could not have said, don't call them terrorists. That would yeah, have been... I, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to say five years ago, but yeah, no question. We can definitely settle on 10. Yeah, but probably, yeah, probably five years ago. Um, and so... Or at least would have been a thing. Like now, I don't, you know... It's not I, It's funny, all. like if you'd said it five years ago, I would have been like, all right, I got to watch the show, right? But yeah. I, don't like, I, I don't like those superheroes. I don't care about them. And uh, and I get that some of the movies are good, but it's enough. It's just, I don't have the will for it. Um, and, uh, you know, they're not real people. Um, so, uh, but um, but five years ago, I'd have been like, wow, that's really interesting that they would do that. That's really bold. And now, I'm not saying it's not bold, but it is not, it's just, it, it's good. It's this is, uh, this is progress. Yeah, absolutely. And they got that message out to tons and tons of people. And that's the liberal Hollywood that the right wing hates and that I love. That's the positive message that goes out. It's not, it's positive in the sense of like, for once, can we just think, right? It's easy to say the people who do violence are bad guys, but as he explains in that speech, we, as in the U.S. government, do violence all the time, that's right, all yeah. the time. And and he's like, what do, what do I do? I You know, and... So he explains, yes, there's violence on both sides. That doesn't mean we should shut off our mind and and not think about what the other side, what's motivating the other side and what's driving so many people to follow them, right? So I, I loved it. and But it's definitely a turning point in American politics and culture that those two things can happen in the same week and barely anyone notices. 
it's it's now so commonplace that it's not noteworthy. And so that's pretty gigantic, especially for now. I'm sorry, but uh, uh, older guys like me and Ben, I mean, we're above 50 and we largely grew up in a time where it was absolutely unspeakable to to say that you should consider the quote unquote terrorist point of view, no matter who they call terrorists. It didn't matter. You just call someone a terrorist and everybody had to shut off their minds. Right. It was unspeakable uh, to say that the Black Panthers had a good point and were actually representing a lot of people. Uh, some people spoke it, you know, and and there's some actually old school Hollywood folks who are wonderful about it. Uh, but um, and so, Ben, so what was the, oh, oh, the blowback? These are the only two things are on an earlier episode of, of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They were talking about civil rights again. And uh, and conservatives came up with this hilarious thing. This their top uh, like tracking the media and holding the media accountable website is their media research center. OK. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they said, well, is the that Bozell or is that was that something else? Is that. No, I think that's something else. Yeah. Um, so this is newsbusters within that umbrella, mm -hmm. and uh, and they explained that once they uh, Falcon and, and the and the Winter Soldier started talking about how um, police were harassing him, and the police were harassing him in that scene, they said eighty three point four percent of the entire audience dropped off at that minute. So the most obviously made up stat of yeah. all time. Eight, eight, what what number did they make? Eighty three point four. Yeah, 83. Five points. out of every six people just bolted because that's 83.3. So five right. out of six people just they're out the door. In that second. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I'm sure that's right. <laughs> no, by the way, if you want to recapture the hearts and minds of Americans by taking on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, have at it. I'm yeah. not really into those movies, but I don't think that's the way into America's hearts. <laughs> Right. Yeah. By, yeah. So what are you, we're going to take the most successful movie and television franchises ever. We're going to mock them and tell you how bad they are and that you shouldn't watch. And then you'll all just vote for us. I think it's a great plan. Yeah. And they're literally, since Falcon became Captain America, they're literally rooting against Captain America now. <laughs> and I, but, but of course, my, I, we talked about on the, sh on the Young Turks, so I don't want to rehash too much of it, but my favorite part is just how they made it up. And they say at one point, well, there was a rumor on YouTube that this happened. <laughs> well, okay. I'm glad the media research center is on it. Like today, uh, we again talked about it on TYT, but, uh, the, how the entire right-wing media, Larry Kudlow and so many others made up that Biden is going to ban burgers. Yeah. And it's from a, a study from a year ago, hence Biden wasn't president and has nothing to do with it. And the study was just 100% speculation about what could happen. And the study's author said, no, I have no idea what Biden's dietary restrictions could be. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they all ran with it. Fox News got graphics. Greg Abbott retweeted it. Lauren Boebert did, of course. Kudlow's talking about how they're going to make you drink plant-based beer, which right, by yeah, the way, no, I, I, the, uh, um, and then did you see Chuck Schumer's tweet about that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ben, you would enjoy that part, I think, on the show because. So first of all, of course, needless to say, all beer is plant based. Right. Uh, okay, but Schumer does a photo op and a and a snarky tweet because he and my analysis of it, Ben, was that he's worried AOC is going to run against him. He hired some social media consultants. 
they told him you're supposed to do clapbacks on social media. So he does a clapback on Greg Abbott. Uh, and then, but they needed the beer in the shot and they needed the TV in the shot and they needed everybody to be able to see it. So instead of having him sit on his couch like a normal person, they pull up a chair right next to the TV. To the then, side to the side of the TV. Yeah, to the side of the TV. And then he's holding a beer without showing the label and like this. Oh, <laughs> here I am enjoying my plant-based no. beer while watching the Oscars. Yeah. And the joke is wrong too. Like it's not, it's not how you because again, it's not uh like it, it's you can't even tell. Like I know that he's clapping back a phrase I never thought I'd use, but that but it's not even clear enough, right? That that's what it is. Like it would be the thing would be to to show you're not having a your show. You, you would be you watching the Oscars eating a burger, right? Yeah. Like like don't tell Joe I'm sneaking one in while they're still available, right? Like that shows you how stupid. Like in this, so in this, I couldn't even tell who he was making fun of. And but the ridiculousness of the setup was, and you're right. I mean, I don't. The, the clearly, I'm sure that Meshin for all everybody running for re-election is, of course, you know, you got to have better your social media presence. We got to do clever, funny things. Chuck, you're funny. I got it. We got a great idea. We'll set it up this way. Yeah, it was it was uh, embarrassing. Yeah, uh, I knew that you would hate the word clapback. I knew it. Okay, <laughs> I know you so well. Uh, and the other thing that they came up with today, Ben, is, oh, there was too many woke speeches at the Oscars. That's why the ratings tanked. Or, or hear me out, um, nobody went to the movies this year, and they forgot that the Oscars were on. Yeah, and the ratings have been going down every year. Every show's, I mean, the Super Bowl had the worst ratings, right? It was Tom Brady for the 123rd time as a, you know, America's favorite athlete, whatever, and the exciting Chiefs, and nobody watched anyway. I mean, nobody by comparison. The fact is a gazillion people watched. I don't know what the ratings were with the Oscars, but I'm sure they were better than everything else on television, right? They'll still be, they'll still win. Um, yeah. It's still yeah. an event that pulls people together, but we, the, this ratings talk about is ridiculous because it's a bigger picture about television ratings and what we're able to see. And when you can stream anything at any time, obviously live TV is going to be uh, severely affected by that. And that is what we're seeing. That is what has happened. Um, of course. Can I just tell you real quick, Sean Hannity did some tweet. I don't have the, it in front of me, but He's like, oh, in 1991, Oscars got 41 million people, and now it's down to 10 million. You see what progressives have done to it? Yeah, that's what's what? happened. Is that <laughs> what the ratings were, 10 million? Yeah, it was actually a little under 10. I think it was like 9.8. I'm doing it off the top of my head. But, but yeah, but what you don't didn't tell people is back in 1991, ER used to get over 30 million viewers every week. So yeah. your context might be a little off. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the last year was 23.6. This is 10 million. Like I, I I'm, I'm prepared to say that next year the Oscars will get above 20 million. Like it might still come down from the 23, but obviously this year is it, I mean, nobody had seen these movies, man. That's how, that's how it goes. And when they did see them, they didn't quite feel like movies like that still matters. So I, I didn't even, I don't even know that they realized they were seeing a movie and not a TV show, but it doesn't yeah, matter. It, felt it was also like uh, blockbuster awards. Yeah, like I, 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 Steven Soderbergh, who directed, I can't, you know, he's directed my favorite movie of, of all time, like the movie that I enjoy most in this conversation, like one, you know, Out of Sight is as perfect a movie as there is 
on the planet. It's perfect, right? It's not, my, it's not the best movie, but I can't not watch it and feel uh, thrilled to be alive in a world where people like that exist, right? And so, uh, and I love him, and, and, that, and that's just, I mean, the, the, he's done a, 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 a eight movies that I love, and he's a really interesting filmmaker. And I, so I was determined, I'm, like, I'm not going to be one of those people who just picks on the Oscars. Like, I love movies, and I'm, of course I'm going to watch the Oscars. It's fun to watch the Oscars. Um, yeah, that, that show was hard to watch, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, yeah. there's just no way around it. And, and it was, it, I, it was better to me than the golden Globes, which was impossible to what I hated it. And I was excited to watch that too. So it's hard to do these shows, man, when people aren't there, it's part of the magic of seeing all these people there. That's what it is. So hopefully that'll be back. Um, if the Oscars are never the same again, that's okay. <laughs> we'll be all right, but they'll still be a big deal. Um, uh, I think uh, so, but it was hard to watch because I, there's so many funny things people said on Twitter. Um, uh, but like pointing out that like they that in an effort to streamline the Oscars, they did everything except uh, uh, restrict people from making incredibly long speeches. Like I mean, that's what struck me. I'm like my instinct when you're you know I hosted the American ASC, the American Society of Cinematographer Awards the week before, as I've done, I think four years, three or four years now. And it was a virtual show and it looked great because the cinematographers did it. And the speeches, man, these guys, when they win, um, whether it was for television or film, I mean, these speeches, like the one guy talked for like two minutes and eight seconds and he was so apologetic for running on. You know, like they, they were like, oh, this is such an honor. I want to thank Oh, my God, it's been 35 seconds. Thank you. What a great honor. And they were done. You know, we didn't have as many awards to give out, but that show took 70 minutes. And 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 I just thought the instinct would be like, what are you doing? Why are you talking so much? This is insane. It's insane for you to think that this is interesting to people. But I and I and I love these people. I want them to be celebrated. I do. But it just didn't feel like so I was curious what was going on in their minds. Like there must have been a moment and like I, they their year, like we all would have done it because the year has been so terrible, right? And so soul crushing. And here they made some they made this art that's great and they're proud of, and they should be proud of it. And and I thought the movies this year were really outstanding. Um, and then they have a moment to celebrate it and they're with people for the first time in some time, right? And so they're just they can't shut up because it's too exciting. And yeah. I think and we all would have done it. That's what I think it has to be, because no one had a sense of uh, this is, I got to move this along. <laughs> yeah, last two things here because we got to go. But real quick, uh, number one, apparently the Oscars are real and they really don't know who's going to win because they thought Bozeman was going to win at the end. That's why they put the best actor at the end. And it turns out Anthony Hopkins won. Everybody's criticizing him for it. Whereas I thought, well, apparently they really don't know. Yeah, okay, that's I exactly know. right. It was, I, I was like, oh, look at that. A surprise. Yeah. And, uh, and then secondly, on what Ben was talking about, you know, the number one complaint about Oscars historically is, oh, don't play them off while they're, you know, in the middle of a moving speech. Now people are like, oh, I get why they play them off. I get it. I get why they do it. The problem is they don't always get it right. You got to get the moments right of when to do it and when not to. And I don't want to pile on. I don't because I know how hard it is to produce this show and how hard it is to do the show. And they should have a host, by the way. They should flat out have a host. We got to go. We'll talk about it more later. All right. Sounds good. Uh, tyt.com slash join to get more old school. All right, back on old school, Jenk and Ben with you guys, brought to you by shoptyt.com. Uh, so uh, we're going to pick it up where the last episode was for 
good reason. Um, okay, so one. Um, no, actually, I'm done with Oscars. Uh, well, let, so, let me let me let me, let me say because I, I I the I, I hate I'm not piling on criticizing. I, I don't think it's fun. I don't want to criticize it, but they got some things wrong that I think they need to learn from. One, they have to figure. If people just be like, "Hey, man, you have 60 seconds. That's it." And and the bigger categories, we're going to give them more time. Like, it's okay. You get to be in the show. We're giving sound in the show. It's included, but you're going to have to do it in 60 seconds. Right. And if you go over, okay, but don't, right? It'll be frowned upon. Nobody likes to be frowned upon. Um, and then uh, the in memoriam, which is really beautiful, always, um, they messed it up because they wanted to include more people, right? And you can't have it take long. So you have to make these incredibly. I talked one year to the to the uh, woman uh, producing that one year for the for the Oscars. And she was like, and I made some joke about like, oh, you know who you should put in. And I'm like, I don't have anybody. I just wanted to be the 10 billionth person to say something like that to you. Right. And she laughed. She goes, you don't understand. It's brutal. And and sometimes these people make these cases and they're right. Right. That person should be included. But there's a we can't include everyone. Right. We have to cut people out. Too many people die who made a difference. And so they cut people out. And I always think, so I'll do a longer one. And now do a longer one and put it online. Right. Mm -hmm. Do a six minute and 45 second one online and a three minute one on the show. And that's mm -hmm. how it's going to be. People are going to, people will watch the other one. Right. That's mm -hmm. um, yeah, a good idea. Uh, um, it is a good idea. It's one of my rare, really good ideas. And, but this of speeding through it, with this upbeat music, it like it just ruined this lovely, lovely moment that, that happens every year. That everybody sort of look forward to this, this moment of honoring these artists that that people who love movies want to pay tribute to, and then it flies by. And like Brian Denny, he was on the screen for a third of a second, and they used to have little clips from some of them. Like a couple people would get a line, it would and it would be great. And it's just this wonderful combination of brilliant producing and editing to figure out. Well, how do I have one thing that Gregory Peck says, right? That only takes two seconds, right? And they find it, and it's good. I don't know. And then, it, yeah. and it, it was lost. It was a, uh, it was lost. And and everyone who wants to see a really good one should uh, check out the uh, TCM uh, in memoriam. Uh, and uh, uh, every year, it's a uh, uh, brilliant, and it's brilliant again this year. Yeah, actually, your idea is so good. The Oscars actually should implement it now. They should uh, do a longer version. Do it right. And, and put it up online, it'll be incredibly well received. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you don't want it to compete with TCM, don't tell them. Oh, no, we just said it publicly. Uh, <laughs> but otherwise, uh, you should get past that message on. Um, all right. So uh, back to leaf blowers, uh, smoke detectors, and masks. So we uh, had concluded in the last episode that leaf blowers have a tiny benefit, tremendous cost. They should be banned forever. Uh, this is not controversial. Uh, smoke detectors we've talked about on previous shows. Uh, I once again had an issue with a smoke detector earlier in the week. Uh, and But now that we get into an interesting question, um, should we ban them? Now, uh, if you ban them, because we have not previously discussed that, because we figured the cost is high, because smoke detectors are obviously the single most annoying thing that, has ha that happens to anyone's life when that damn thing starts beeping and you can't turn it off. Um, so the cost is clear and it is sky high, but we assume the benefit was sky high as well. I mean, it's going to save your family from, uh, you know, a fire. But earlier in the week when I was struggling with the smoke detector again, um, I thought, number one, 
we don't have to manufacture them this poorly. That I don't think that should be a requirement. Like once they start beeping, I get it. They they got to be on the ceiling. You got to go on the ceiling, etc. Okay, fine, no big deal. Why are they so hard to open? They're yeah. near impossible to open, right? That's right. And, and there's no and there are no instructions. Yeah. Like there's no moment like, do I press this to find out? First of all, inexplicably, the human ear cannot detect whether the smoke detector beeping is the one right above you or the one four rooms away and downstairs. Right. So That's you're right. like, you're staring, you do the, uh, everyone, everyone's ever had a smoke detector has done this. Yeah. For, and it takes forever. Of course. Cause then it's, cause first of all, you're under the wrong one. And secondly, it's like, no, there's no regularity to the beeping. Right. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like, so, but I think the hide and go seek uh, part is probably inevitable. Although I'm not positive about that. Now that you've said it, maybe there's a way that they can make it so that, you could figure out which one is beeping fairly easily. Yeah. Okay, but I'm past that, although they should work on that. Um, but can taking it off first is no possibly without you end up breaking it. There's no, yeah. there's not, nothing says in big bold letters, you know, rotate to the left two clicks, right? No, it's like it's like you're opening a safe. It's I mean, it's your little like. It's impossible. You can't. <laughs> then taking out the battery is much more difficult. Yeah. Because they're all designed in different ways, but every one of them is designed incredibly poorly. Yeah. So you and break a couple of fingernails, you're bleeding now. And then if you can't take out the battery, then you have to remove it entirely from the wall so that you could actually hold it in your hand and take out the battery. Oh, yeah. And moving it from the that, wall so, is near impossible. And, and if you do remove it from the wall, you're or never see. putting it back on. And if you do put it back on, it's hanging off, right? It's like drooping wow. down and you just decide, well, I guess we'll just move, <laughs> you know, like that's it. I, Cause I can't figure out how to get that thing flush with the wall. And it also then turns out at some point that, oh, it's not a smoke detector. That's the carbon monoxide detector. And there is no battery. Yeah. And, and then you finally get the battery out. You're going to replace it, except half of them have like the battery that people use the least. So the nine, that the nine, the and nine every other kind of battery except that one. I'm like, now in the middle of the night, am I going to have to drive to the grocery store to get this goddamn battery? Right. And right. of course, as you or always, can I, can I risk sleeping? We're probably not going to have a fire in the next four and a half hours. <laughs> right. It's three o'clock. Everybody's up by seven 30. Forget the gonna fire. Have. I'm going to get to the fire in a second. Cause no, this, the fire isn't the issue. You know, you take the battery out, it still beeps. It's like they have created this miraculous technology that runs without, you can take it out of the wall. So there's no, no, no I know, still beeps. No battery. It's, no, no, it's like, uh, it's like a snake can still bite you after you cut its head off. Like the, 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 the head of the cobra still has enough venom and it will like in a reflex still latch onto you. And that guy died in some place show at snake charmer died from that somewhere. Yeah. And so you can't kill that goddamn thing. So in terms of like being able to run and keep beeping, by the way, forever, I took one out once, put it in the garage and forgot to get the new battery and put it back in. I, I went back like six months later, beep, beep in the garage. Okay. And um, so you can't kill the thing. And they've built this miraculous technology. But they decided, you know what? On everything else to make up for it, let's use the worst technology we have. 
Yeah, it's weird. It's it is strange because look, the truth is, smoke detectors have saved perhaps millions of lives. I mean, well, that's what it, I'm going to get to. Right, right. It's a, now it's, being a question. Did it? No, no, it did. it did. It did. It did. It did. I mean, the number of people who died in fires that were preventable if they'd just woken up is astronomically high. Um, and but I don't was know. that in the days that people were constantly smoking in bed? I don't know. I mean, I guess, yes, we're probably live safer lives elsewhere. But I think the key is not to get rid of smoke detectors, but to figure out a way to make it a little easier to do. Like, there's got to be a way. The, the, it, battery, the clip, there should be a little, like, why can't it be on the side? So you don't have to take anything out. You just slide the thing back, you take out, you replace the battery. And it should like, and and the beep should be like, somehow telling you that it's this one, right? And if it's still working, right? If it doesn't need to beep, then 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 it should know that it's nighttime, right? I mean, for crying out loud, Amazon is currently recording this conversation and will dictate every ad according to everything that I say in my bedroom, right? I mean, you know, the, 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 the crazy people worried that the vaccine is an attempt by Bill Gates to, uh, uh, file, to, to uh, put a chip in us so he can follow us everywhere and know. Every they already know, right? That already happened, dimwits, right? So here we can do literally anything, but we are unable to make it so that the friggin' smoke detector cannot beep at 3 o'clock in the morning. Beep at 7.30 in the morning. Right. If you need to beep, if you must beep and distinguish the beeps. This one beeps once. That one beeps twice. That one. Dee, 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 that Oh, that's the one that beeps three times. It has a three on it. I'm going to go fix that. one. Yeah. So. A couple more things on this, because uh, I'm on a war path. Uh, first of all. You, I, look, the core question uh, is uh, at this point. And I don't know uh, if we can get a real number on it because of big smoke. Uh, you know, they're they're gonna, of course, Jimmy. Big, the numbers fi big fire. Yeah, yeah, big fire is gonna tell us to save one and a half million lives every year. I, I'm not sure. I don't believe that. Okay. Um, and so, but I thought everybody that we tell the story to, it resonates with because everyone has struggled with that goddamn smoke detector and like 14 times in their lives, right? And so if we have all gone through that not insignificant pain in our lives, is it still worth it? How many lives would it have to save for it to be worth all of the significant annoyance that it causes all of us? And that is a really interesting philosophical question because uh, the smoke detectors do not cause you real pain. They cause you annoyance, but tremendous annoyance, right? Yeah. So how do you balance that? Almost yeah. three. Here's the, the uh, recent report from the, I don't know, from Big Fire, from the NFPA, the National Fire Protection Association. I mean, we can make fun, but they're probably mostly interested in preventing fires and keeping probably. people alive. Probably. probably. So let's, but, let's but, just. But for by the, the way, they probably do have lobbyists and they probably are to some degree Big Fire. I got you. They are, but I doubt they're. They're. Let's just presume that they don't think it's cool to fudge the numbers. Okay? Yeah, I will definitely. Do yeah, um, smoke alarms were present in three quarters of reported home fires from 2014 to 2018. Seventy-four percent, almost three out of 
five home fire deaths were caused by fires in properties with no smoke alarms or smoke alarms that failed to operate. So that's 57% total were in smoke detectors that weren't working or that didn't have it. And yet it's only 26% of the homes, but 57% of the deaths. When smoke alarms were present in reported fires considered large enough to activate them, they operated in 90, 89% of the fires, 73% uh, of the deaths and 82. I can't figure out now if they've lost me. Um, the risk of dying in reported home structure fires is 55% lower in homes with working smoke detectors than in homes with no alarms. They're not telling you how many people actually died. Uh, because oh, they they may elsewhere. I, there may be uh, there may be hard. We're down to hard. seven. The number is seven in the country. Okay, <laughs> seven people have died because they didn't have smoke detectors. Now, to be fair, if we all didn't have smoke detectors, that number would be twenty-two. And I'm not going to answer the question because it's an impossible question to answer, uh, and you would get in trouble if you answer the question. But twenty-two lives versus hundreds of millions of people tearing their hair out all the time um let's see uh fire departments responded to an estimated average how many how many home fire structures per year you think how many home f fires yeah how, how many America? home structure fires per year oh that's a great question uh, uh alex i'll go with um i don't know i'll make up a number 1.2 million no, it's it's much lower than uh, that. I, I mean, it's three hundred and fifty three thousand. If I'm reading this right, I've downloaded the report, Jack. Okay, you have a fax. You have a fax. I have a fax. I have a fax. Um, that seems low. I mean, there are a lot uh, of homes. I mean, I'm telling you, there aren't that many fires anymore. I'm making that up, but I'm sure I'm right. Uh, and in the old days, they used to like, you know, oh, we got a fireplace. I hope it works, right? And and then, but by the but by the way, the number of fires report. But one of the reasons why there are fewer fires is because of smoke alarms. I'm sure. Right, because they they smell smoke and then they figure it out. They're like, oh, and then there's no fire. So, yeah, we built better fireplaces. Right. We stopped smoking in bed, and we and the smoke detectors do work. Right. Right. So, but out of the 353,000, I'm telling you, man, they're embarrassed. Big fires embarrassed to say only seven died. They should be bragging about it. Like that's great work. You saved so many lives, but um, they don't well, want to take out the smoke detectors. I think the, I think my hunch is that we can uh, that we're capable of um, of, uh, of fixing the smoke detectors because I'm not going to support getting rid of the smoke detectors because of no, course neither am I. Yeah, I'm a progressive. No, I want to save people's lives. I want to do regulation. I just words have been spoken. Okay, and uh, and then, but just to finish up, why are some things so poorly, you know, constructed, and some so simple and well constructed? So another thing that we've talked about a lot on old school, because apparently there's not enough topics in the world. It no, because it's fun and it's things you get, we all relate to. Is the, the the thin sheet you put on the toilet seats? Worst design ever. It's been the same design for a hundred years, and they refuse to fix it. Wait, a uh, thin sheet on a? What are you talking? I don't even know what you're talking about. You no, know, the public bathroom. You go. You want to sit? You wouldn't under penalty of law. I got it right. right. Yeah. And then you put the paper thing, the, the thin paper, and you have to kind of poke mm -hmm. it out, mm -hmm. and it's not clear which side is which, and it <laughs> never sticks. It falls in, and then it sticks when you sit on it. 
So it's just like, it's a nightmare. It's like you're wrestling that thing and no one's ever won in a wrestling fight with that thing. Uh, <laughs> now, on the other hand, the plunger. God's gift to uh, simple tools. Yeah, that's right. It works It works like 90% of the time. 90% of the time, that is a yeah. correct stat, Alex. Yeah. It works 90% yeah. of the time brilliantly and easily. That's and right. it's just a simple suction. You just bump, 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 God, done. We're done. And then I feel like the plunger is making fun of the smoke detector and, and the thin piece of paper. Like, what now? What now? You see how simple that was? Why don't we get the guys behind the plunger? They're probably pretty old now. <laughs> right? Yeah. They may have passed on the plunger boys. That was their name. That's why it's called a plunger, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, Edgar and Davey plunger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent, Ben. Edgar uh, and Davey plunger. Perfect. Yeah. Brothers. Um, uh-huh. one of them came, one of them was the stick guy. And then one of them was the, the thing, the thing, you know, the, the plunger thing, right? The guy was like, I got this suction thing, but I can't, I want to put my hand in the toilet. And, and, and Davey was like, what if we put a little hole in the end? I just put a stick in there. Then we could stand way back. Done. The plunger <laughs> boys. Um, uh, and then they split the proceeds 50, 50, but, uh, Edgar always thought the suction was the more relevant part. I probably should have gotten at least 60%. He did, but Edgar knew that he was not, like, Davey made his deals happen. Davey was charming in the room. I mean, you could argue Davey deserved more. Uh, it's right? on Davey, the marketing. To right, that's, right. To Davey. that's right. That's right. And Davey, he's such a good dude. He'd have taken whatever you offered. Like, you know. Yeah. No, look, Edgar loved his brothers. 50-50 was the only way to go. They, they were fine. It's just that their grandchildren have been fighting in courts ever since. Yeah, well, the- the plunger kids are just, you can't spend five minutes with them. They're just endlessly fighting. Um, the, uh, so the plunger boys and the Roku guys should uh, uh, meet with the, they should take over the smoke detector business. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 Roku, the Roku guys, they figured everything out that people need and want from a television viewing experience. Everything. 100%. They did it all out. And they did it with, they did it with the smallest, simplest remote control in the history of mankind. No, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. amazing what that thing can do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they secretly Steve Jobs designed it like as he was dying. Like, here, Roku. This was <laughs> right. not me. Okay. That's how well that's designed. Uh when I first saw it, I was like, I literally looked at the remote control and said, I don't believe you. No, right. Totally. I looked at it. I was like, they're like, this is all you need. I'm like, no, it isn't. I gotta have to get another whole remote control that's gonna make There's it that's no gonna way. have that's gonna have choices. I'm yeah. going to need choices. This is good. This doesn't have any freaking choices. And this is, this is don't jive me. It's not like I've never watched TV before punks. No, yeah. it turns and they, out. And by the way, they, they high stepped into the end zone. They wasted a couple of buttons. Like they put sling and stuff like that. We don't no, even no, use I don't, right. People, I maybe people use these things at the bottom. They're different on each one. There's obviously coveted spots. You know, this one has Netflix and Hulu and ESPN. No, pointless, pointless. Never use it. Never. Yeah. yeah. I use the Netflix one. But no, I'm not going to go just straight to ESPN. But but the, they're only missing one button, which is um, the mute button. That's the only button I've ever oh, needed. No. Yeah, yeah. The, the, well, I well, I have a newer one. It's got a mute button. See, so it's, it's there. It's there because the yeah. geniuses at Roku figured out there's guys like me who go, well, I could throw a mute button in there. Right. The other, the other one I have has a the, now they have a, a headphone jack. No, no, I know. I love that. I love that. Yeah, you can it's watch in bed. You're not waking up. Okay. So get, get on these guys. These guys could have the coolest smoke detectors in six months. No, no. I'm gonna find an executive at Roku one day, and I'm gonna be like, 
Psst, smoke detectors. <laughs> By the way, if Roku, if Roku has one progressive working there under the age of 30, he's going to be like, guys, I think you should see something. <laughs> and he's going to show them <laughs> this second. Yeah. He shows the executive. Yeah. He's yeah. like, look. And then he does this whole big presentation. And at the end, he's got a slide. We could be the next Edgar and Davey. The Roku brothers could be next. <laughs> the Roku brothers. Okay. So uh, I'm going to tell him, don't tell Big Fire. Okay. <laughs> but we bought it. Last thing, we bought a, a new t And then I'll get the mask in the, for the members in the post game uh, or whatever the hell the next thing is called. Uh, okay. The um, We bought a new TV for the first time in 12 years. Uh, and, uh, and, so we went off the Roku because it's a smart TV. You don't need the Roku, but it turns out you kind of do. Just like you, like it's okay to waste money on the quote unquote waste money on the Roku just to get back to a good simple life. That's right. right. That's right. Who, who, who the smart TV has it because it has all the apps on it, right? It's yeah, it has everything you need. But it's not. I'm like, no, wait, no, how do I do the search function? How do this remote is. Has way too many buttons, but not the right buttons. I wish you'd talk to your friend uh, 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 Ben because when we bought a new TV last year, we bought a Roku TV. Mm. I mean, it's a branded, it's like TCL, but it's a Roku TV. So the remote comes with it. It's this is the remote you get with the TV. Right there, you. It was yeah. unbelievable. It was fantastic. And then so it's Roku, but it's it's all in the TV already. But you still use the remote. It's fantastic. Okay, what one of you old school fans is going to look up? seven years from now when a smoke detector is beeping and and then open it up super easy and then look at the brand and it's going to say roku and you guys are going to be like oh my <laughs> god they did it <laughs> they, did, they it. did it it was them <laughs> ben you know in a sense we could be edgar and davy <laughs> <laughs> just by letting roku know who knows? Maybe there's a Roku guy listening right now. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I just and, I, and I'm telling you, for you people out there, if you don't have Roku but you're interested in cutting the cord or whatever, whatever it is, however you watch TV, do it. I'm telling you, life changing, life changing. Yeah. No, we're we're honest people. Yeah. That's, all right. Uh, now we got to go over the members only uh, section where we're gonna have more fun and goofy uh, stories. So tyt.com/slash/join, and we'll see you over there.